make sure everything's going how's the audio the audio good i was messing with it good morning everybody bear stream is the best thing to wake up to thank you ferret bear i woke up specifically for this thank you kyle next week we'll be back to 11 eastern standard time which will be two hours from now and that will be the permanent time there's more bears can come and um i do writing sessions with stephen crowder good morning unbearables forgot i had this set to go in the background oh that's awesome Drink coffee from the Stein. Oh, check out these hoodies. Dude, how badass are these colors? The hoodies just came in. So the t-shirts. Same with the t-shirts. There's an Unbearables hoodie. Oh yeah, they all just came in. They're not for sale yet. We have to we have to figure out how to do it. Because uh, it's just me and my wife doing all this. The, the hoodies go from small to triple XL. Yeah. Oh, and, and thank you all so much for the uh, the emails you've been sending to Unbearable Comedy at Gmail. For those of you that know any comedians that should uh, get their own specials, or if you have any skills that you could uh, add to the crew, because uh, I think we should start a comedy network. Yeah. And here's the thing: I want you guys to get opportunities. I don't. Uh, some of you guys sent me like famous people. Uh, like famous comedians, like you guys or people, you know, I'm talking about building a, a community, a, a comedy community from the ground up from this crew. Cause that's the whole, that that's what communities are. They're they're You gotta, you gotta start with the, you, you go ground up, you frame it, just, just rock and roll. I was just uh, DMing with Dave Rubin about it. I, I would love to have him be, do a special. Hey, Owen, do you know Theo Vaughn? Yeah, I've known Theo Vaughn forever. He's a very good friend of mine. Get Sandler involved, Big, big Bear. No, I'm telling you guys, you guys got to see my, the vision. Forget all of that. Sandler's awesome, but Sandler's got his own work he's doing. He's a he's a walking international corporation, So, and, and he's a family man. So uh, this, is, this is the vision. We start our own thing. Forget fame. Forget any of that stuff. It's over. It's kind of like when a when a when a dollar. I talk about currency on here a lot. All right, like when a dollar gets too inflated, it loses its value. Like what happened to the German mark after World War One? That's that's fame right now. Fame is overinflated. Fame is a devalued currency. No one cares. It's like you think you're gonna care, but no one does. It doesn't matter. What matters is quality. If you do a really good special, really funny, and it's it, there are topics in the special that aren't being addressed, kind of like when I make fun of Islam, I didn't realize how much people would like that because no one's doing it. 
Start with a multi-channel YouTube channel to start on. Why do you have this channel? I don't think the move is to go just more channels. I think it's uh, it's to keep doing what we're doing every morning. I produce my special February 24th in Saranac Lake. And then from there, we just start with the next person who should have a special and the next person. And as we're doing it, we work with uh, Bricktop and all these guys to do uh, animation stuff. And we build a website and we sell the specials through Vimeo, either five bucks or eight bucks or something like that. Nothing expensive, but something to create revenue and, uh, and go from there. I'm telling you, I can see it in my head. You can string other people's channel streaming. I don't know what any of that means. Rogan is going to produce Joey Diaz's new special. That's awesome. That's the move. Choose a subject line people can use so you can search for the emails about this. Oh, I started like a whole different email just for that. And Delev is helping me out with that. Delev has always wanted to help with um, organizing me because I'm such a mess uh, sometimes. So that that email is just for this comedy channel idea. It's unbearable comedy at gmail.com my email is still why didn't they laugh at gmail.com and i can't really have anyone help me organize it because people send personal stuff and i've always felt that that was i can't have an intern i can't have help because some people will write me stuff i guarantee they don't want anyone else to read so uh that's why i started a whole new email and deleb is going to help organize like whether or not someone's doing a, a skill or whether or not someone's a comedian or whether or not someone has an idea it, it could really work. I'm telling you. Oh, and do we send the It's Time stuff to Why Didn't They Laugh? I sent mine yesterday. Yeah, Why Didn't They Laugh is for all the It's Time videos and anything else. But this other thing, I know it could be so, it's so easy to get disorganized that that uh, I just started a whole new email address just for the new comedy network because it will take time. This is not something that's going to happen overnight and I wanted to build it. The, uh, the new It's Time video is looking hilarious. It's not done yet, but the stuff you guys are sending me is is beyond funny. So you guys help me. I'll, I'll show you how fun. This is why I trust the unbearables. This is why I want to give you guys more power and more opportunities because, and forget about getting famous people. I'm telling you, it's it's for the birds. I was working on a song yesterday to do on uh, Steven Crowder's show that he did. And I completely wrote it with you guys. All like oh, most of the best lines were, were written by you guys. And then I synthesize it and make a song out of it. Let me show you guys what we made yesterday. And we did this in an hour. This is how powerful this group is. And I'm telling you, I study war history, a lot of like, uh, like uh, military strategy and stuff. And the enemy right now, the leftist Hollywood bullshit is weak. Like, look at what this dude, this dude tweeted this today. Kumail Nanjiani. Look at that tweet. He's a major, he's like a Netflix comedian. He's like one of the major famous comedians. Look at that. Fuck Trump. Fuck John Kelly. Fuck Mike Pence. Fuck Amorosa. Fuck Paul Ryan. Fuck me. All right. You get the idea. It's just garbage, dude. It's garbage. And they don't realize how little that they are relating to the normal person right now. Want to know who relates to the normal person? Us. There's a massive market for, for more comedy. And it's not that expensive to make stand-up. Making movies and TV is expensive. But stand-up, you, you can do a beautiful stand-up special for like 10 grand, 12 grand. That's unheard of. And that is like, 
It's cool. Someone made me this uh, this last night. How sick is that? Just, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. The talent level in this group is nuts. All right, so let's watch this song. Whoa, there's me yesterday. All right, so this is called um, Shut It Down. It's about the government shutdown. Written by me and the Unbearables. This is on Crowder last night. I'm not putting it up on, on my YouTube yet because I'm letting it up. I always let Crowder do it first. Let, let him marinate it, get some hits, and then I'll put it up. Shut down time. I gotta turn this up. With no federal government, who will tap our phones? Shut down time. One last call to build the wall and send all the illegals home. With no federal government, who tears down the monuments? Will TSA still fondle my balls? No more fake entitlements. Feel free to keep your armaments. They can't hurt us anymore. I know who loves to bitch and moan. I know who wants to my kids hormones and launch some drones shut down time who will sell uranium to putin and some more to iran shut down time feds don't care about Opioids, vet suicides, unless they are trans. Shut down time. Buffalo and Yellowstone are going unprotected tonight. Shut down time. More soy for all the boys, so they have low tea and they cannot fight. Fight. I know who wants to raid my home. I know who has closets full of bones. I know who loves to tap our phones and block our kids' hormones. Closing time. Every Great Depression comes from governments that overspend. Don't threaten us with a good time, federal government. See you later. Don't you come back. <laughs> nice. See? We did that. We did that in one day. That's what I'm saying. I don't think people realize how rare that is. Compare that shit to... Uh, so what's going on in SNL right now? They have millions of dollars, rooms full of writers, all the props and the opportunities they can possibly get, and they don't make shit that's funny. Oh, damn it, I'm late. Was watching Crowder. Oh sweet, is uh, <coughs> that song's on Crowder. That's why I didn't upload it to my YouTube. I want to have uh, I want to have him have a run with it first. So uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash WDTL if you want to become a Patreon and help with that, with the forming of all this stuff. 
but the community is the most important part. All right, so what do we want to talk about? I want to talk about this, this guy. What's his name? Shawnee Davis. Skips Olympic opening ceremony for Team USA. This is uh, in the news. I just think this is really funny. United States Olympic team made its entrance at the opening ceremonies for the 2018 Winter Games at Kong Kong early Friday morning. The team decked out in Ralph Lauren walked out uh, about midway through the 2012 international hit Gangnam Style. As NBC footage showed, all right, yada, 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 yada. All right. Uh, here, all right. In a tweet ahead of opening ceremony, Davis wrote, Team USA dishonorably tossed a coin to decide its 2018 flag bearer. No problem. I can wait until 2022. Finishing the tweet with the hashtag Black History Month 2018. NBC Chicago reports Davis, the first black athlete to win an individual gold medal at the Winter Olympics, was resting his legs along with the other U.S. skaters ahead of their competition. What does that mean, resting his legs? I don't know what that means. Okay, well, basically what happened is this uh, the black goes against a white in a coin toss. Well, they tied, right? So they had to do a coin toss, and the black lost, and now he's blaming racism. He's basically saying that coin tossing is racist. Now he hashtag Black History Month. The hell does that have to do with tossing a coin? I, uh, and then I started thinking about how funny it would be to make a movie about Shawnee Davis the first black speed skater. Because, you know, when niggas grow up in the hood, the only way out is speed skating. You know what I mean? You know, you, you skate or you get shot. So, yo, I had to mug a nigga for, for lycra and shit. Because I didn't have no lycra. Because you can't, you can't speed skate without no lycra. Yo, dog, all niggas be speed skating. You, you wake up. If you don't get shot, you sling rock to get yourself some Zamboni time, nigga. You got to sling that rock, nigga. Because then you get some ice time. You got speed skating. <laughs> My daddy was the best speed skater. He's now in fucking prison right now. Know what I mean? Shit. Shawnee Davis. What kind of a freaking black sport is speed skating? That's why he's so, uh, he's so militant. It's kind of like how Malcolm X was... Uh, was, was half white. People used to call him red because he had red hair. They, they would condescendingly call him, like black people would call him red. They'd be like, yeah, here comes red, nigga. Here comes red. And he'd be like, I am not red. I am black. And they're like, yeah, red. Look at red. House nigga. House nigga red. And he's like, I will show you who's the real nigger. I'm going to become militant as shit. And that's always what happens. It's people that are insecure are the ones that end up uh, saying everything's racist and that they're ultra black and stuff. It's because uh, it's because uh, he's he's doing a, a very white sport. It doesn't get whiter than speed skating, which is fine. I don't think that there that, that that should even be an issue personally, but it is. And so Shawnee Davis is referencing Black History Month as he walks out to Gangnam Style in Ralph Lauren. I'm pretty sure you're doing fine, buddy. And then that got me thinking about reparations. So reparations are, an abs oh, there's already uh, super chats. Let me answer a couple of these and I'll get back to my absurd rant. Is Aviator Bear taken yet? Love what you do, man. No, welcome Aviator Bear. Welcome to the Unbearables. Bear Aristotle, have you seen Daily Wire skit where they, 
with a purge happens, but instead of murdering people, most people just open a bunch of businesses. No, that's hysterical. Uh, George. Hey, Papa Bear. To help good comedy, not alone. When the government makes loans or subsidies to business, what it does is to tax successful private business in order to support unsuccessful private business. Henry Hazlitt. That's great, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that super chat, man. You've always been very generous. When the government makes loans or subsidies to business, what is what it does is to tax successful private business in order to support unsuccessful. That's so true. Uh, the the Copa Mundial. If you choose your philosophy first and then pick your political party, it's hard to end up a Democrat. Unfortunately, many people first choose their party and then make philosophy fit their platform. Exactly, because the Democrats don't have a philosophy. You know, they believe in uh, the sovereignty of private business when Twitter is um, blacklisting conservatives, but when you got a bunch of gay guys wanting a cake, uh, they don't at all. So if you, if you don't have any philosophy whatsoever, you can be a Democrat. Although the Republicans can piss me off a lot too, though, because they just keep wanting to overspend. Like that's why Rand Paul's rant yesterday was pretty sweet. It's about, I, I've paid thousands into Social Security and I would gladly let them keep it if they just stopped the Ponzi scheme. Pay out everyone who needs it. You know, everyone that was planning their life around getting Social Security. But we got to end Social Security. It's, it's, a, it's absolutely a disaster. Like, everyone thinks that the military is where all our money going. It's not. It's these entitlement programs that are going to end in garbage. And I think conserv- conservatives have to remember that the whole point is to shrink the government and let people do what they do. That's kind of the whole point of America. Because sometimes the Republicans can act like Democrats and it pisses me off. All right. Uh, if you, all right. Cherry D. Bunny Bear. Maybe he had to outskate the bullets in the hood. That's hilarious. Well, he's, he, you roll a blatant. You got to roll a blatant the summer, dog. Because that's, that's how you train in the hood, nigga. Just did my taxes. Paid in around 26000 Got back 2000 Fucking title my programs. I know. It's true. Social Security, Medicare, uh, Medicare and Medicaid is over 60%. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And everyone wants to just keep saying it's military. Granted, the military does spend a lot. But the military is one of the few... Uh, things about the federal government that you can actually explain. The whole point of the federal government is the military. That's literally the only real excuse for it. Everything else should be states or, or local. All right. Been writing and performing original music for the last two years. Would you ever be open to doing a stream together to talk about writing influence strategy? Putting record out in March, Butcher Bear, of course. I have to figure out how I'm going to do that. I've been talking to some other bears about being on the pod, but, uh, that organizing that sounds insane, but I will, uh, yeah, I'm definitely open to that. Kick your bear. Have blacks seen Africa? They should be glad for slavery. Parents always go through shit to give their kids a better life. I know. Well, that brings me to my next point. So <clears throat> I, la, 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 la. I was trying to figure out yesterday. I showed this picture of, uh, of a flyer that was at this college that said, what was it? It was multi-generational PTSD. How black leftists are now, are now saying they all have PTSD because slavery existed once. And I was thinking about that. The way I like to think is try as hard as I possibly can to see it from their point of view and see if there's anything that they are saying that I agree with at all. And I do think that there is something to that, not with the slavery thing. That's obviously insane. But like 
the the eras with World War One, the the then the in between the war eras, and then World War Two, and then after World War Two, there absolutely was generational PTSD. So it can exist, but it's just like it's only after sixty million of your fathers and sons and brothers get blown to bits for pretty much no reason that can cause a lot, you know. And I was thinking about the shame that Germany still has because of um, the Holocaust. And I think unjustifiably at this point, like they've been, it was, it was four generations, three generations ago, four. And it's, and it's nothing that other, that, that other groups haven't done. Like there's been no generational shame around the Muslims um, executing 1.6 million Armenians during world war one. None. And that shit happens all the time. Genocide is constant in, in, in human history. And for some reason, only the Germans really got shellacked with that. And they should. I mean, the Holocaust is a, a truly horrific. But if you use it as a defining thing of your population, I mean, where does it go? And that got me thinking about reparations. Because Black Lives Matter wants reparations. And any reasonable person can see how that isn't possible. That's why I'm, I don't trust these people anymore. I don't trust that we have the same goals in life. Either they're mind-blowingly stupid, like mind-blowing, or they're trying to dismantle all of civilization. And either way, they're not my, that's not my team. Because if you think about reparations, you know, the Native Americans or the American Indians, whatever you want to call them, have gotten uh, reservations based on, on American history, that because the colonists took their land, um, they should get the land back now. Think about it this way. I grew up next to some reservations. American Indian tribes were warring for thousands of years, constantly taking each other's land, except they didn't even see it as land. That's one of the ironies, is a lot of them didn't, they didn't have the concept of property rights. You would have like a territory where you would hunt and you kind of went where the animals went or you went with the seasons. You didn't ever set, set up shop. There was some in, um, in like desert climates and places where you had to really do meticulous structures. They would be year round. But in general, American Indians didn't have the concept of property rights. So there is no taking of property from people that don't understand property rights. And if there was, they did it to each other constantly. So let's say... You give a reservation to the Iroquois and then the Algonquins say, well, 2,200 years ago, that used to be ours. And then they took it from us through war. And you go, what? And they're like, no, look at the colonists. The colonists came and took this land from the Iroquois, but the Iroquois had took the land from the Algonquins. So we want it back now because they, with their uh, tomahawk privilege, uh, raped, killed, skinned us, and we were forced to go over there. It was really bad, so we want it back. And then the Algonquin get it back, and the Iroquois are like, so where do we go now? They're like, well, and then the Algonquin get it, and someone else is like, the Mohawks come in, and they're like, eh, well, 3,100 years ago, they took it from us. So we're going to, you understand, the whole point of reparations is to make nothing mean anything. It's an offshoot of postmodernism. And it's like, how can you possibly punish people generationally? Whatever, like, 
what you did doesn't, all you can be punished for is what you did or else anyone with a history book and a pen can make anyone guilty or anyone innocent based on having power. It's a struggle for power and it can never possibly end right. Because I think the group of people that have done the most horror in the world were Middle Eastern Muslims. And that's, I mean, they were the epicenter of slavery, by the way. They were the slave traders. And uh, the amount of conquering and killing and genocide they've done since the birth of civilization is mind-blowing. And it doesn't seem like, you know, you look at uh, Justin Trudeau in Canada, and he sees jihadist, jihadi terrorist immigrants as they pay them to come to Canada now. They pay them. They give them like 3100 a month uh, Syrian refugees, but they're like jihadists. And they're openly saying that they have just as much, if not more of a right to Canada as Canadians. That's insane. If you want to go down that road, what's happening right now really is like being white is seen as bad. Because if you look at like what, if you, if you play by any of the rules that they're setting up, it, it never ends well for them. Okay, so reparations. Okay, so when are the, the, the Middle Eastern Muslims going to pay everyone for all the shit they stole? When are they going to pay the Armenians? When are, when are the British going to pay the Irish? When are the Italians going to pay the Germans? Because the Germans were the slaves of the, of the Roman Empire forever. They were sex, sex slaves, a lot of them too, because they were angelic. They, they were little blonde children. They looked like angels. So like the real wealthy would buy German children and have sex with them. That was very open. And so, but then the Visigoths and Attila the Hun and uh, what was that? The fifth century. And uh, they took over Rome. But see what the thing that they don't want to admit is uh, they didn't just come in with this glorious battle. Rome was uh, letting them immigrate for a long time because they needed cheap labor and they needed soldiers because they were overtaxing everybody. So you had all these barbarians already there. So then once you had... Uh, a barbarian leader toppled the whole civilization and it became, uh, that's when it became like the Holy Roman Empire and split and all this shit started going down. But that, that was what happened when it, when it fell. The Holy Roman Empire actually started with Constantine, uh, fourth century, but by Attila the Hun, that's when the whole thing fell. So when is that reparation coming? What about the Visigoths and the Ostagoths? Both Germanic tribes, but they were at war for a very long time. So when are the, when's the Gothic reparations? You see how it's, it just takes a minimal amount of critical thinking to see right through all this bullshit. But, but they're, they're banking on the fact that no one will think because people have just been so indoctrinated and so brainwashed that they don't ask basic questions like, oh, if these are the rules, like it's just like setting up rules. Okay, this is a coin toss. Heads wins, tails loses. All right, we are now part of a society that doesn't acknowledge that, where you set up a rule and if you don't win, you blame your race and you take it from the whites. That's insane. That, that can't possibly work. If you set up, that's why people like Jordan Peterson are so awesome because he tells people to set up a path for your life. Like, what is your goal? What do you want out of life? Where do you want to be in 10 years? And no one wants to go down this road. The road where... Uh, property rights don't matter. There is no due process. Everything is a struggle for power. There is no merit. There's no ethics, no morality, none of it. It's all gone. It's who can take what from who.
And I, I'm telling you that the whites would win at that. If you start going down the identity politics far enough, I mean, the atrophy of the black community in America is unbelievable. It's like they, they're upset that they don't get more free shit. And there's white communities like that too. But the, the leftist propaganda needs black skin to work because diversity ideas, they want no diversity of ideas. They want diversity of skin tone so that they can have a homogeny of ideas. That's the little trick, right? You get everyone to think the same. But if everyone was white, because most leftists are white, that's why it's tough for me to say the blacks. I do it in a funny way. I try to make it sound extra coarse as a joke, but it's leftists and there are leftist blacks. But in general, it, it isn't a racial issue. It's about leftism where they're, they try to make everyone identify by their color and not by their ideas or their merit. So that way they can dismantle all of civilization. And it's happening right now. And we're watching it. All right, let's, uh, let's read a couple more Super Chats. Oh, sweet. Thank you for these. This is great. All right. All right. Oh, oh, this all came from Kick Your Bear, the Black Scene Africa. Well, there's a great joke by Patrice O'Neill about how glad he was that, they, that his ancestors were taken as slaves. And that's back when comedy was still funny. Patrice O'Neill's a very black man. He's dead now. But... Uh, he had a whole bit about about being glad for slavery, but that can't. No one would allow that now. I'm, I'm telling you that you would never see that on Netflix. And the comedy that I was raised with, I want to bring back. Redicus, when sixty percent of the budget is Medicare and Social Security, it is, and there's no excuse for that shit. Oh, but we have to take care of the old. No, no. That's not taking care of the old. Most of it is stolen. At this point, the vast majority of the money they take in just pays the interest on their debts. It pays, uh, it, they literally use our money to pay out their, their uh, harassment settlements and shit. They're, they're evil people. So don't think that, that Medicare and Social Security is helping the elderly. Don't get me wrong. There's elderly right now that rely on that. And I don't want to take that away from them. But if you're 40, 45 or under, do not count on these programs. You got to you got to like build a strong community. I believe in social network, social safety nets on a small scale. Get 100 people, 200 people, 1000 people, a church, a synagogue. You know, it's like uh when you get a group of people, that's how you can actually take care of the elderly, not with 350 million people and 40 million are illegals. And, and, and more coming every day. And they're not sending them out. They're not, these illegals are not paying into this. And they're taking it. They're not paying into Medicare and Social Security. Oh, they pay tax. No, that's a, that's a scam. They pay sales tax. They don't pay tax. They don't pay their, their share. And it's an issue. Uh, Cromac Bear. What's up with shitty comedy specials on Netflix that use laugh tracks? Is the use of laugh tracks common for comedy specials? Some of these are egregious and unwatchable. Yeah, this guy right here. Let me tell you a little story about Kumail Nanjiani. This guy, he, uh, me and him had our, our specials at the same time. It was me, him, Pete Holmes, and Al Madrigal. Pete Holmes and Kumail's specials were so dead 
Like people didn't laugh because I, uh, it, they were directed and produced by the same guys and we had to go in and help them edit and stuff. And uh, one of the guys told me, they're like, we had to add laughs to both of those guys. Like so much. It was dead air. Like they would say their shit and no one would laugh. And so then they'd have to add laughs. Mine didn't require laughs. And it's like, and you see both their careers just skyrocket because they're such cucks. They're such soy boys. For real. Watch Pete Holmes' whole shtick is how, like, how he's a pussy. How he married a woman who fucked another guy and he's a loser. And he wears like girls pants. And like he hates dogs. And, and Kumail's whole shit is about being Muslim. An atheist. He's a Muslim atheist. What the fuck? They're, they're to fit a narrative. All right. There's people. Yeah, Norm and Rogan are great. I mean, Rogan crushes. Norm crushes. Chappelle, except for the last two. I th Well, there, there was really funny jokes in the last two, but someone activated his, uh, his chip. All right. Yeah, Kumail is awesome. Yeah, he's awesome on Silicon Valley. He's a great actor. That's how I usually describe him. Is he's a, he's a horrible stand-up and an, a really funny actor. He's also funny on Portlandia. He's uh, like he, he plays deadpan so well, but uh, he sucks at stand-up. And my whole point is, if you suck at stand-up, that's what's happening to the comedy world and it's also happening to uh, the black community, is when you're getting so much support from these mysterious forces, you don't grow. Like, you don't become funnier if, like, people just keep giving you our specials. I had this argument with this guy in a podcast once where I was saying, this is when I was still in L.A., and he was saying how hard women have it in comedy, and I'm like, no, they don't. And he's like, you know, you don't even know. He, like, was freaking out. And and I got him to, to, like, make an argument. He said, I go, I go, he goes... <laughs> He goes, do you know how hard it is? Like some of these women are given our specials and they only have like 20 minutes. They have to like write, because I was telling him, I'm like, look at how bad the specials are. You're a comedian, I'm a comedian. Do you think they're good? And he's like, well, you don't know what it's like to have to write a whole hour. I'm like, I have four hours. So you think that they have a harder road in comedy when they're given an hour when they only have 20 fucking minutes of comedy? You don't think that that might be because of uh, propaganda issues? And he like... It was almost like that moment with the Jordan Peterson lady where you can't argue that. Like you can't say that that's like saying someone is facing poverty because they're given too much money and they don't know what to spend it on. Like that's an insane argument. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, but I mean, you don't even, and, and he, in his mind, his mindset, he Owen's right, but you can't back down now because your ego is tied to winning, not truth. And that's why I think people tied to truth, it's just a much better existence. If your ego is tied with, with a certain opinion and you can't change that opinion, you're fucked. Just, you're fucked. Because like when you're shown the right answer, you can't change with that. But if, you're, if your ego is tied to truth, tied not, not that I know the truth, but I'm pursuing it. I don't think we ever actually get there. But when you pursue truth, when you pursue what is real, what is right, what is moral, that process allows you to change your mind and adjust your mind and like learn. 
If you don't have that, you can't learn because you're like anything that threatens this idea is a threat to me. For me, it's anything that threatens my path to truth is a threat to me. And if someone gave me a compelling argument, I would be like, oh man, that's a really good point. And I would then start readjusting how I was looking at it. And then I would research and then I would figure it out. All right, let's keep going. Permission to be Indian dot bear. And thanks again for what you do. Please come to Toronto. Welcome Indian dot bear. I see your dot not feather. Nice. David, we are seeing you in Houston. Can't wait. I'll be at the table in the front with two white guys and our African wives. Lastly, can I be Bible bear? I'd love to do an interview when you're in town. Absolutely Bible bear. Uh, Africa, like Africa, Africa. I love Africans. A lot of Africans. They seem very nice. Very nice people. A lot of Nigerians and um, Kenyans. Big fan of Kenyans. They're very smiley. All right, Diane. My girlfriend has a seashell tattoo. A seashell tattooed to her leg. When I put my ear to it, sometimes I can smell the ocean. Ah, you're terrible. Baron. Reparations for Asians for internment camps, but that's it. That's the only one we got wrong. Ah, uh, uh, I don't even know if we got it wrong. I, I can't judge. I can't judge people. If you're at war with a country and there's a bunch of people in your in your country from that country and the the stakes couldn't be higher, like millions of people just keep dying. It's like, yeah, put them in a camp. Fucking big deal. <laughs> you're not killing them. Storm in the camp. <laughs> the bear juice said we definitely got that wrong. Yeah, but that's in retrospect. Dan Carlin has this thing where he goes, where he's like, uh, I just want to know the fear people feel at the time. Because he did a whole episode on, um, on the atomic bombs. It was called Logical Insanity. About how when you study history and you see an insane action and you wonder how people got to that point. Logical insanity. And then there's a bonus episode called uh, uh, Bonus Logical Insanity. And he was talking about the firebombs in Tokyo. And he, he described it before revealing what he was doing. And he was like, that wasn't the atomic bomb. That's what they were doing daily. These firebombs. Just melting people's skin, right? And, uh, and they, were, they were in a race to get the nuclear bomb before the Germans. And when you see what the Germans were doing at the time, your fear level rises. Because bear Jew, bear Jew, if the Germans got the bomb first, and if we didn't win that war, there is no bear Jew. <laughs> bear Jew's gone. Bear Jew's, mean Mr. Mustache takes out bear Jew. So uh, I, I just try not to, hang on. The idea of firebombing raid is beyond comprehension. I know. I just try to not... I try not to judge people in extreme situations that I've never been in. I, I judge people. You know, I'm a righteous fucking dude. <laughs> but when you're like witnessing firebombing and you see Hitler with his army and you see, you know, the Japanese were no joke. What they, what they did to the rape of Nine King is nuts. Like the Japanese are debatably as fucked up, if not more fucked up than the Germans were during World War II. Like the experiments and the crazy shit that they would do to civilians. So much rape. And um, when you really can, when you see that smell, the burning flesh and stuff, it's like, okay, we either have to win. Like if we lose, my whole family's dead and raped. So it's like putting people in a camp isn't really that crazy to me. 
Where if you have people that um, are loyal to the emperor in America and you can't really tell who's who, and you just say, listen, until this war is over, we're not going to kill you. We're not even going to kick you out of America. But we don't want you running around talking shit. I just don't see that they were American citizens. Yeah, but... I mean, is it ideal? No. World War II is uh, as close as we've ever been to the world being destroyed. So, you don't think I want to just say it's bad? It's so much easier just to say, oh, it's so terrible. We got that one wrong. Like, but you really got to think about it, though. Like, when you're in that position, when you're at... World War I was the craziest shit anyone ever saw, ever, not even close, ever. And then it comes back. And not only does it come back, it comes back after the Spanish flu wipes out like just millions of people. And so World War II comes back and it's way worse. So it's just so easy to say what, what you would like, what is right and what is wrong. Oh, that brings me to a, a great point. I got to show you guys this. Someone tweeted me this that, um, it's not, hang on, I'm just going to read this real quick. J, JWs have a campaign against masturbation. The sign on my door says, sorry, we're masturbating. Also, German people, super PX now, feel guilty. JWs, what's JWs? I don't know what JWs means. What's JWs? American leaders shake Japanese leaders' hands. Do they squeeze hard like, we can do it again? That's hilarious. Japan bomb Pearl Harbor. I think there's already a bipolar bear. Oh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, nice. Have a campaign against the sign of my door. Says, Sorry, we're masturbating. All right, so check this out. This was a Super Bowl ad that someone brought to my attention that kind of went under the radar. It's really good. As much as the SJW ads pissed me off, this one is like profound. And it kind of goes on the same thought process that we're talking about right now as far as like, utopia and ideals and stuff i i think ideals and morality are only possible if you're super realistic like what would you do in world war ii you know like what's the move like people don't know what they're capable of until you smell burning flesh you know and it's the same with utopia like everyone thinks they have this idea of utopia like socialist utopia is the one of the most scary possible things watch this commercial this is brilliant all right here we go this is a commercial for guacamole. Well, we did it. We sealed the bad out and the good in. This is so great. Take a second and look around you. Go ahead. We have everything we've always wanted. We'll want for nothing. Excuse me. I really love it here. Thank you. Um, we've all blah, blah, blah. avocados from Mexico. Blah, blah, blah. Where are the chips? I'm sorry? Oh, the chips. The chips are outside. Why are they outside? The chips are outside! <laughs> Blah, 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 blah. I got to do this occasionally because this is copyrighted. But you see what's already happening? Like, we sealed the evil out. Well, the evil isn't sealed out because there's humans on the inside. And everywhere there's a human, there's a potential for evil. I mean, what, how brilliant is this? All right, so now, because of one problem, they're freaking out. All right. And this, and by the way, this is uh this is the concept of a bubble. This is the concept of, um, the the social justice warrior warrior utopia, and that's why they all look the way they they look. They're all white. They're all soy eating pussies, and I think this is brilliant. 
Okay, so now they, they think that they've solved the problem because the problem is, is just the avocado. If they solve every economic problem, everything will be perfect and utopian. Oh, we can still make this work. <laughs> oh, Wi-Fi's down. I mean, that commercial, that's one of the best commercials I've ever seen. It's just like, they, they don't, they don't realize that you can't ever stop it. It has to be, it has to be a fight you do within your, yourself every day. Cause that's where the evil is it's right here. It's not out there, right there. All right, it's not generational PTSD. It's parents raising their children to hate and blame another group for their own failure in life. Exactly, Nama Bear. Exactly. Well, well said. Black Cloud Bear. Racism was better, uh, and then came Obama. Yeah, Obama was a horrific force in America. Someone said to me, they were like, I've always supported Obama and thought he did great, and I've been thinking about it. I can't name anything he did or anything he said. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of weird, huh? Like you can't, you have eight years and you, and you can't even name anything. I can name some things. All right, Baristotle. Egypt, North Africa, Turkey, and the Levant used to be Christian Zoroastrian reparations now. Yeah, exactly. But see, they won't respond to that. They won't respond to like an argument. They will just say you're racist and move on. All right. Remy, if someone claims more right to your land than you and them, you uh, land than you and then you appease them, then they were right. Weakness should be punished. Exactly. Exactly. You can't appease. You can never give them an inch. Uncle Bear, looking for bears in Portland, Maine area during Saranac. Plan shaky, need backup. Discord or Twitter at It's Umble. That's at I-T-S-U-M-B-L-E. We'll help with gas, need that honey. I'll help you with gas, bud. If you need help with gas, I'll, I'll definitely hook it up. Just just let me know. I can um, PayPal it to you. Teresa Bear. My son's history book talks about the Muslim trade, but not what they were trading. Even with homeschooling, you have to check everything for propaganda. Yeah, Muslim trade. They were trading human beings. Their, their biggest trade was people. Spices. You ever notice how much they say spices? It wasn't spices. It was people. I mean, they were trading spices, but you ever notice how much people were like fighting over cumin it's because it wasn't fucking cumin. It was people. Reparations for redheads, considering redheads were burned at the stake because people thought they were witches. You know what, Jennifer? I agree. They should have been burned. And you watch your little mouth because you're next. We've given you redheads enough, uh, enough power over the years. It was, a bad, it was a bad move. The gingers. The gingers are coming. All right. Kick your bear. American blacks were saved from shithole countries. Exactly. Kenny, thanks, buddy. Very generous, buddy. Okie bear. Tom Segura's latest special disappointed me as well. Dude absolutely shit the bed on this one, and he is one of my favorites. I didn't watch it. I don't watch uh, Netflix specials anymore. It, it just keeps making me hate my friends. David. Bible bear. Is there any limit to comedy? Is there a point at which something isn't funny objectively or is it all subjective based on audience preference? Also would love to hang in Houston. Is there, if something's funny, it's just funny. That's the beauty of it is you don't even have to think about objective versus subjective. You just think of what is. So I guess it's objective. But um, comedy is much less subjective as, than people think. It, it isn't as, as based on culture 
and race and religion, it's based oddly, it's based more on like IQ level. Like there's certain comedy that makes a certain level of intelligence laugh. And then there's certain comedy that, that dumb people don't understand. And it doesn't matter what the identity politics group is and the smart people. It's just you need to under you need to understand multiple levels of things happening at once to get the joke. And it's not and 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 that I think is uh and also it's like like for example, I think it's kind of like the, the, the comedy that's just like Drumpf, Donald Drumpf, like a thousand times. If that still makes someone laugh, I, I, I question their intelligence because it's it's intelligent people require new information. They, they want to be surprised. You can't just do the same thing over and over again. And someone could be like, yeah, well, you make fun of soy all the time. No, I use soy as a metaphor to make fun of other things. Soy is a perfect way to describe a certain type of person, but soy itself isn't the joke. Soy is a tool. It's kind of like a gun. A gun is nothing more than a tool. George Carlin has a bit about wanting to take man out of words like manhole cover to people hole cover. Crazy how much he predicted. I know. Comedy is usually way ahead of the curve. All right, Liam, I just found you on Crowder and thought you were TJ Miller's cousin since you guys sound alike. Permission to be Narbear. Hi, come on in. Oh, cool. Want to show everyone your hat that I got you in Ireland? I got... I got his. I got him this hat in Ireland. Actually, I got it for Amy. Look at this. Want to see the people? No. 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 Mama. 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 Well, you, you look like a, you look like a, 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 a Smurf supremacist. <laughs> what are you guys doing? We're doing a little game. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, love. He's a Smurf supremacist. Look at this. Look at that. People are now dressing as soybeans. Like last night I got a little hammered. And I was just tweeting like a madman, obviously. And uh, I, I really wanted to find a place where I could get a bear jacket with like the head on it. And I wanted like the full arms with the claws. I wanted to be like a full blown bear. And someone, uh, and someone sent me this that people are now dressing as soybeans. I almost, I almost wept for the future. But I don't eat soy, so I didn't weep. <sighs> All right. I sound like TJ Miller? Fuck, fucking A. But yeah, of course you can be Narbear. Skip Mayfield. I'd like to take the name Wrong Think Bear. Have you ever thought about coming up to Alaska? A lot of people in Anchorage would really enjoy your comedy. Absolutely. I did Anchorage once 10 years ago with uh, David Allen Greer. It was fun. I liked it. A lot of drunk Indians. I would absolutely come back. All right, cheeky. When we interned the Japanese, there was no lone wolf attacks. Just saying, I know. And these dudes were flying planes into shit all the time. Like, okay, think about how you felt after 9-11. Right after 9-11. Imagine if that just kept happening. Like, just... Like, they were just flying planes like missiles into boats. You don't think you'd have an issue with their level of loyalty and commitment? Like, they were that committed, where they made themselves a missile. Like, not even a great missile. Like, a shitty missile. Like, you watch a missile, just... Like, they were they made themselves, like... Like, the ballistics isn't even that great. 
And they would just kill themselves constantly. Oh, and don't you know any other funny comics out there? Yeah, I do. I know. I know a lot of funny comics, but it's a, it's a sad, it's a sad topic. A lot of them have cut their own cocks and balls off. I don't want to talk shit about my friends, but there's a lot of comedians right now that that were once funny, but now they're insanely stupid. All right. Mike, can I be bipolar bear? Next, it's time. Should be about reparations. It's time for Romans to make amends for the Punic Wars and battles of Carthage. Dude, they leveled Carthage. Leveled it. I mean, what they did to Carthage, that's why you can't do appeasement. Look at what Carthage did with Rome. Carthage gave up their military for Rome, and then Carthage started doing better. They started trading really well, and they started acquiring wealth because they were actually had a slightly better geographic location than Rome. And then Rome was like, all right, you, uh, you got to give us more money. And they're like, but we agreed to this amount of money. And Rome's like, you guys going to fight us? And they're like, okay. And then they kept appeasing and appeasing until that's why I got my tweet wrong today about the third Punic War. I, I think I was actually, I should have said second Punic War. The third Punic War is what I'm describing right now, where it wasn't even a war. They just annihilated them. Because they had lost everything and then they had given up everything. But the rotting from the inside was the second. The third Punic War was when was when uh, uh, what I'm describing happens. And then Rome came in and just dismantled. And, and then Carthage is gone. And it's gone forever. But in Rome's defense, Carthage was up to some shit. You know, they sent Hannibal over the mountains. Imagine you're just in Rome, like Naples or some shit, and you just see a bunch of North Africans with elephants just like, Rah! coming down a bunch of mountains. That's why it's tough to judge these people. Because it's like, um, like, what do we have to deal with every day? Traffic? It's like, imagine you're just a farmer, and you just see Hannibal and 50,000 Carthaginians just going over the mountains in fucking elephants. Rah! You're like, ah! And then when you have an opportunity, <coughs> oh, the Bearsteins, I think they're 18 ounces. They're a little more than 16. But I'm not going to sell any more online. I sold the rest yesterday that I was going to, and then I'm keeping some more for the live show because they don't always ship great. Uh, I have to resend two of them because two of them broke. But uh, I'm going to sell these, these and the t-shirts. Me and my wife just have to get organized. But they're, these are sweet. These are sweet. Italians were considered white until the 70s. I, I still don't consider him white. Look at you think Joe Rogan's white? The guy's a fucking monkey. <laughs> Italians are animals. They uh they're they're a mixed breed. Alright, what do we got here? Can you be bipolar bear? There already is a bipolar bear, but you can be you can also be bipolar bear because I, I want to see you guys fight, fight it out. Because bipolar bears uh can really fight, I think, because you guys snap. Separate fiber. Time and place. I I know I would have volunteered for Waffen SS, not the concentration camp cowards, if I was there German Germany. Yeah. There, I think the first step in being a good person is admitting that you're capable of being a bad person. I absolutely could have been a Nazi. I absolutely could have been in Stalin's army. I absolutely could have been an executioner, you know, during the 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 what's it called the reign of terror in france it's like we all are capable of that and until you know that you can't you can't move on you can't that's peterson's entire point yeah but that's young's entire point i had a professor in college like peterson it was just a different time these were things that were like taught 
That's why I feel so uh, obligated to do so much live streaming and talking and shit to the next generation because I feel like I have a duty to give you guys information that I was just openly given and now no one's teaching. That was like a thing that was taught that you can't be good unless you know you can be a, a prison guard in, in, um, in Auschwitz. And now it's like, oh no, their race and their gender makes them bad. It's like, they weren't trading spices, bud. Oh, and I'm uh, back to remind you about your trademarks. Should I email you again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Email me today and I'll, I'll, I'll hit you with it. I got to do trademarks. Jake Whitehouse. Hey, Owen, from Australia, you're a champ. I'll give you a call right now and we can have a live yarn. That's a chat. Love your comedy either way. Happy to support you, mate. Yeah, well, we can set that up. I don't really know how I would even do that right now, but that would be funny. We could definitely have a yarn. I would not mind having a yarn with you, mate. How do you come from a land down under? How's that song? What about... Uh, oh, I was learning this song. That dude gave me the super chat yesterday about the black gives way to blue. And I followed up on it. How's this song go? It's like... I can't hear it in my head. I'll have to do it. I should have done it earlier. I was too busy thinking about Shawnee Davis. Yo, yo, I, I speed skate, nigga. I speed skate out of the hood. And then these niggas do a coin flip. Heads, I pick tails, nigga. White man knows to pick heads. Shawnee. Have a yarn or a yawn, says Fullman. Hey, Owen from West Texas. Do you plan on homeschooling Walter, Walter to protect him from public school indoctrination? No. Uh, Catholic school, I think. Uh, St. Bernard's down the street. It's a small enough town where if, if the teachers start telling him some shit, I will, um, I'll just see him at the bar and then punch him in the face. <laughs> Yo, Shouty, what you do? The N-word is a racist word. No, it isn't. It can be. If, if you say, I hate niggers. But if you're doing an impression like, yo, nigga, they come in with that speed skating, nigga. Like a, a word inherently isn't anything. There is no good or bad word. A word is just a, a symbol. That's all a word is. It's a mouth noise that lets someone else think of something in their head. And if you have a different definition for what a word is than someone else, that's when communication breaks down. Good times. Yeah, intention. Meaning, 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 meaning. Like my son can communicate to me knowing 10 total words better than a lot of SJWs can communicate to me knowing a million words. All right, let's keep going here. Bio bear. Thank you. Debya. Not on welfare bear here. Unofficial. Hey, do you think all the rape violence in Sweden has anything to do with their bikini team? Well, it has nothing to do with Islam. Nothing. Just kidding. And, Incorrectly political. Ever notice that ginger is just an anagram for nigger? It makes you think. It does. It really does. Sonny, do you agree or disagree with having pride in your race? I agree with Jay Peterson on individualism. I'm half white, half spick. I couldn't give a shit. Yeah, no, I don't have pride. I, I don't. I think pride in your race is um, is a very weak position, and I'm glad that I'm in a position now where people know I'm not virtue signaling. I, I have no one to virtue signal to. I have no masters. I have no, no, like Hollywood thinks I'm a white supremacist already. I might as well just run with that, but it's wrong. You can have pride in your family and your heritage and your culture, uh, where you come from, the soil you stand on, 
but if like taking pride in your skin color is it's just it's not evil it's socialism's more evil like if you're gonna rank what's worse for the world socialism or racial pride obviously it's socialism but it's just a weak stance it means that if someone is like oh i'm i'm super proud of being white i i typically assume that they're not good at very much because it's like what's the point I've met some of the most people that I, I hate in the world are white. That's why there's I have no white camaraderie. I mean, I have camaraderie and a lot of the people happen to be white. I mean, I feel more comfortable around white people, to be honest. I'm just being completely honest. Like if I walk into a room and everyone's black except me, I, 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 get, I feel slightly uncomfortable. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I, I'm not colorblind. If, I, if there's a hundred black people in me and I just walk into a room and they just look at me, I'm like, oh shit. That's just a fact. I, I don't know why that is. I don't know if there is some inherent tribal shit way deep inside me. But that being said, I feel much more camaraderie towards a non-leftist black person than a leftist white person. In fact, just being white it only, for me, has to do with walking into a room and is everyone something else. That's the only time it really matters to me. Like if I walk into a room and everybody is Filipino, granted that's not as scary because they're so small, but like if you walk into a room and it's just all just fucking tough looking black dudes, something in your head's like, is this, a, are they five percenters? And, uh, you know, but typically I vibe really well with, with black dudes because I'm so tall. I think uh, maybe little white dudes might have issues with that. But I think just being 6'7", like black dudes just kind of look at me like, oh, okay. I don't know. I think there's something, because uh, I think people always look at tall people like, uh, like we're animals. So I think there's a little brotherhood there. Where like, I, uh, I've always been looked at like an animal. And I think sometimes the blacks get looked at like they're animals. So uh, I think we kind of get along on that. Where it's like, oh, six, seven whites, like six foot black in the eyes of a, of a stranger. All right. Alpha male challenge. <laughs> Same deal with Mexicans and Asians. White boy can dunk. Yeah, but then they find out I can't dunk. But then by then they're, they're laughing. So it's fine. I think that's why I'm, uh, I just feel uncomfortable with pure monocultures of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for white though. I'm just going to be honest. If I walk into a room and every, everyone's white, I don't feel uncomfortable at all. But that's just because I'm white. And, uh, you know, if everybody's wearing a fucking the same outfit, yeah, that would make, that would freak me out. But I'm so used to so many whites. Like, I, like the town I live in is so white that, like, walking into a room and everyone's white, I wouldn't even think about it. Walking into a room where there's a bunch of different races, wouldn't think about that either. Everyone's a black dude. I feel really uncomfortable at first until I can make them laugh. Uh, all right. I think clothing is important for bias. Yeah, here's a song. Here's a song I'll play for you guys. It's called the Racism Song. <clears throat> and feel free to comment. Uh, PayPal's, or what's it called? Super Chat's better because they stay longer. But I'm going to try. Oh, Westside Bear. But I'll try to read it. Like, if you have any funny stereotypes for this, let me know. So it goes, Black dudes with more than one pit bull scare the shit out of me. But a black, uh, no, it goes, But a black guy with a cell phone on his belt, I trust. Let's just do black for a bit. 
black dudes with uh, really low uh, hipster pants scare the shit out of me. But a black guy wearing pleated khakis I trust. White dudes with teardrop tattoos scare the shit out of me. White dudes with no fear tattoos on their forehead scare the shit out of me. But a white guy that is wearing a flannel I trust. Black dudes with aggressive bow ties kind of scare the shit out of me. But a black guy wearing a black Sabbath t-shirt I trust. <laughs> Asians with really long fingernails scare the shit out of me. Asians with tinted Honda Civics scare the shit out of me. Asians with giant elaborate back tattoos scare the shit out of me. But an Asian with a TI-83 I trust. Russians pretty much all fucking scare the shit out of me. <laughs> Yakuza. But a black guy wearing speed skates, I trust. I, not anymore. I would have said that. I would have said black dudes in speed skates, I trust, but not anymore. That guy's an asshole. That speed skater. I want to knock him off his skates. All right. Um, Okie. Okay. Is the U.S. reverse colonizing the world? I don't know what that means. But I'm going to think about that, Okie okay, Bear. What do you think of Brian Cranston's joke from the 2016 ADG Awards? He didn't seem happy about your actors or assholes joke. I thought it was hilarious. I thought that that really bonded me with him. Because I did a song about how actors are assholes. I'm going to do, I'm going to show you guys that. That's really funny. YouTube. It's a fun, I, it made me respect the hell out of Brian Cranston. Because he gave me shit right back, you know. Cause that's kind of like how, uh, that's sometimes how I, I think, uh, I bond with people. All right. So let me download this one. Oh yeah. Now you guys haven't even seen this shit. There's like no views on this. A lot of my shit from back in the day, which is some of my funniest shit. No one's even watched. All right. Let me see this. Download this puppy. I got I to gotta call it 11. I'm doing a corporate gig, which is pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Hello. All right, come on, you swell fuck. Download video. I'm just going to download the video. All right, let's download the other one. First read the script. All right, here we go. I say here we go too much. I say it to my son a lot. I always say, are you ready? Oh All right, one second. Oh, yeah, this this only has 1,800 views. You guys haven't even seen this. I'll, it's funny as shit. <sighs> yeah, Cranston's funny. It's like people with uh, like music theater backgrounds seem to have more balls. It's like movie star actors are such pussies. All right, so check this one out. Give me one second. 
Hello? Brian Cranston? Hello, Brian Cranston? We got your video playback. Is that this? No, that's the wrong one. Is that this? That's the wrong one. Uh, all right. What's the fucking name of this thing? Sorry, guys. I feel, all right, here we go. Oh, it's one minute. All right, cool. So check out Cranston. Bear in mind, Amy's pregnant at this point. Like, wicked pregnant. All right. We got the budget for water, but they're asking us for wine. There's not enough sleep, and there's not enough crew, but somehow the production team built that awesome set for you. There you go. That's a crowd. There's a few things sitting out in the in the audience today. I learned from Owen that actors are all assholes. They bust their ass so that they can make worlds, so you can play make believe in and get awards. Talking about actors, they're assholes. <laughs> I had a little discussion with him, and it's uh, understandable that he might be a little upset. He just found out who impregnated his wife. You think you're having a great night and then something magical happens. Someone much wealthier than you claims that they may be the biological father of your son. See, I find that hilarious. Because I because I was giving him No, he's not a dick. I thought that was funny. See, I, I'm from a culture that likes ball busting. Cause it was so obvious. If you break down the joke, it's so obvious that he's not the father of my kid. So it's hilarious. Like I gave him shit. And then he gave me shit. That's like the whole point. That's what I want. <laughs> I'll play you the whole song, though. It's a good song. Yeah, check this out. This is what, uh, like, I used to always host the Art Director Guild Awards. Like, uh, and it was always, it was, it star-studded as the Oscars. And I, I always could, because I, I always could, uh, could uh, alpha these guys. <laughs> Cause most people couldn't host the award show because they were so, there was so much ego in the room that you'd have to like break them, but like in a good way. And then that you make them like you. And it, it was, it was really exciting, you know, but at the same time it got pretty soyed out. It got soyed out of control. So I don't anymore, obviously, because now I, I think I'm a white supremacist. All right. So check. Oh, that's not the right one. There we go. This is this song. So real quick. So the art directors are the people that build the sets and they they build all the the things that the directors and the actors use. And so um, I would always every year I'd write them a different song. And this was the 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 song from the year that Brian Cranston and me had that back and forth. So bear in mind I've always talked shit to Hollywood. None of this is new. First reads a script. Worlds come out, vibrant worlds, beautiful worlds. Dragons, a castle in Ireland, a tapestry. Oh wait a minute, how much is the budget? Uh, all right, the uh, the castle's in uh, the area. The tapestries are going to come from IKEA because no one gives a shit about tapestries. When do you need this by? All right, here's the thing. 
there's not enough sleep and there's not enough crew but somehow they still build that set for you there's not enough money there's not enough time we got the budget for water but they're asking us for wine there's not enough sleep and there's not enough crew but somehow the production team built that awesome set for you Yourself, what you is it? Make it into a Coldplay concert. All right, so um, yeah, I'll show you another one because I used to do that uh, every year. Watch this one. This one I did for Martin Scorsese and DiCaprio. That's why when I'm telling you guys shit about Hollywood or like what we can do, I'm I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like I've been there, and they're not bad people. They're just they're they're infected by like this ideology now where like. That was 2016. That wasn't even that long ago, guys. Where you can go in there and break it because people react when you when you're honest and you're funny and you're talented, it breaks it all apart. Just it just all the bullshit goes away. And by the end, you're seeing these people just like there's not enough money. There's not enough uh, time. People that were like a second ago being like, "Oh my god, this is problematic." Like they weren't raised right. No one led them. And it doesn't help them that like people just let them act like assholes. All right, which one's this? I think this one might be the DiCaprio one. Because, uh, all right, wait, where is it? Oh yeah, here it is. So this is my first year doing this. So this was a little nutty. Because it was like, I look in the audience and uh, I didn't know what to expect. My boy Dave Blass, we're still boys. He's, I love this dude. We still talk twice a week. On, on Facebook, he just messaged me out of nowhere like, hey, do you want to host this award show? And I'm, I didn't even respond for a while. I'm like, I don't fucking care. And then I started talking to the guy and he liked the, um, he liked the Blackhawks in, in Chicago. And I, I was friends with some Blackhawks. So I was like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. And then the more we started, like the more we would meet and talk about it, the more I started realizing what exactly this was, I had no idea. I thought it was just a normal charity thing that I've done a million of them. And it's just like, okay, it was all of Hollywood would go to these events. And I was the guy on stage the whole night. Like, and, and this was the first year I did it. And so I see Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio, George Clooney, like all these motherfuckers. And I'm like, whoa, but fortunately it went well. So I wrote, that's why like taking time on your shit and like working at it is so important because when it comes time, when the pressure hits and you've worked enough, it's glorious. Like this was, I was fucking nervous when this happened. All right, so watch this one. One more round of applause for Rick Carter, everybody. Make some noise. What a legend. So uh, yeah, I'm up here now. I'm at the piano because they let me use their piano. I figured it's a room full of artists. Let's get artsy. <laughs> so I wrote a song for the art department. You guys want to hear a song about you guys? 
I've been playing the piano since I'm a little, I was a little kid, and I figured people deserve songs. Why not the art department? So this is a song for you guys. It's the first time I've ever played it, and probably the last, because there's no way it will ever be appropriate again. So enjoy it. Can we get a camera on the hand so they know I'm really playing this shit? So people are looking at me like, all right. I'll do, I'm starting down here. That was called milking an applause break, fellas. Remember the lines and the crazy car chases, the final kiss and the tears in the actress' faces. But did you see all the details that made you believe the story? They took the time to build that set for you. Every detail took a 15-person crew. Don't use all close-ups, don't be a jerk. Give them one wide shot, you know how hard they work. Desolation of smog, used a billion gold coins. You know how hard it is to find a billion gold coins. Gravity made a set out of empty space. And in Gatsby they trucked in tons of lace Game of Thrones and Downton Abbey are all about castles Ironically the show castle doesn't have a single castle Breaking Bad showed us what a meth lab looks like and I've been told they got it right from my druggy cousin Mike who cooks meth They took the time to build that If you know the words roll with it they took the time to build that set for you. Every detail took a 15-person crew. Don't use all close-ups. Don't be a jerk. Give them one wide shot. You know how hard they work. American Horror Story put antlers on a dead dude. <laughs> so did True Detective, and Hannibal did too. Why is that a thing now? Putting antlers on dead dudes. I was gonna write a joke about Elysium, but nothing freaking rhymes with Elysium. A lot of great ashtrays in Boardwalk Empire and Mad Men. And old school computers, quaaludes and cocaine in the wolf den. Street was my favorite movie of the year. But don't watch it with your girlfriend, cause they get mad when you cheer. Cause I cheered, I cheered so freaking loud. They took the time to build that set for you. Every detail took. No, we're all singing this fucking thing together. Let's start again. Here we go. 
They took the time to build that set for you. Every detail took a 15-person crew. Don't use all close-ups. Don't be a jerk. Give them one wide shot. You know how hard the art department works. All right. Thank you for letting me use the piano, guys. And I lost my teleprompter, so we're doing it old school. All right. Yeah, the crowd wasn't mic'd. They actually were a better crowd than they sounded. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, I've, I've been doing the same shit for a long time now. <laughs> it's just they kind of went a little nutty. Jesus, Owen is trying to resurrect the dead here. I don't know what you're talking about, Slippin' Jimmy. What you just witnessed was epic, asshole. Big Bear, hangover at all? A little bit. A little, little bit of a hangover. Uh, all right, let's play some. Uh, let's play some music. What do you guys want to play? Oh, I'm gonna read some more super chats. I love super chats. It keeps the party going. All right, what we got here? Excuse me. Oh, and you should have nickel pot. All right, words are tools like guns. Exactly. Say it like nickel. What are you talking about, Black Cloud Bear? Say it like nickel. I don't know what that means. What do you think about Korea marching under a single flag at the Olympics? Feels like appeasement to me. Also, can I be nowhere bear? I don't, I haven't looked into that at all. I don't even know what that, of course you can be nowhere bear, but single flag at the Olympics. Oh, and by the way, <clears throat> starting a comedy network. Well, that's the plan. Unbearablecomedy at gmail.com. If you or anyone you know want to get into stand-up, let's get involved. Let's do it. Or if you like have any skills you can bring to the table. I'm so sick of leftist comedy. It fucking ruined comedy. So let's do this. Sherry D. Bunny Bear. That nigga stole my skates. That nigga stole my skates. That nigga stole my skates. times jake let's have a yarn mate aussie guy who's been blown away by the world occurrences lately and wants to talk to the inner circle 614 yeah but i gotta go in like 20 minutes bears what do you think should we I, I don't know how we do this though how do we have a yarn how do we have a yarn how do we have a yarn uh should we have a yarn my buddy and i sing this randomly all right if i get through the super chats we'll just we'll yarn it for the end uh, unbear unbearable comedy, just unbearable comedy, not S. And Dolev is uh is helping me with that email account, so just know that it's gonna. You can write me to why didn't they laugh, and that's where you send all the shit. But just know Dolev's in on that. Is Anne Hathaway still a fan? I have no idea. I never probably or not. I'm, she probably hasn't thought of me since. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how those people think these days. All right, Randy. Not all were in turn. My grandfather was an amazing patriot that was 100% Japanese and fought in the 442nd Infantry. Owen, oh, can I be ultra bear? Yes. Of course they're not all in turn. Just the shady ones. 
that always looked like they were like like their eyes were always like this. I just, I don't know I, I don't know if it was just me, but like when Asians have like super Asian eyes, it always looks like they're really focused, which I don't always trust. Humble Bear needs a ride to the special from Portland, Maine area. He has gas money to offer. Contact him or me on Discord or Twitter if you help can help bears. I'll give anyone. I'll give you fifty bucks right now. I'll I'll do it while we're on the chat if it covers the gas. Uh, let me know. Uh, are you going to be in triplets? I don't know what that means, but maybe. We uh, cloud nine. We just need to preserve the democrat the dem demographics of our country. If white people become a minority in our countries, do you think that new majorities will treat us as well as we are accepting of minorities now? Well, that's the thing. It's not about racial minorities as much as it's about cultural minorities. I think the issue, the reason that, that uh, these fears are coming up is because of uh, this new wave of Muslims and uh, illegal Mexicans. Because a lot of them have no interest in becoming American and it's extremely threatening. And it's easy to see them because they're different races. That being said, that isn't how it used to be. Like, if someone came to America, they were usually pretty fired up about becoming American. And that's when race isn't an issue. Because you're like, you know, someone could be like, Hey, man, I'm here from Mexico. I want to be American so bad, man. Let me pay your taxes and help you with work. And you're like, great. You don't even think about it. But now, like, but now that it's like, we don't feel we have any control over border security or you know, because of the welfare state and because of uh, certain religions of peace that, that have their own political setup, they don't assimilate. And so then we see them as threats, rightfully. But it isn't about race, though. And that's why I'm always going to stick with my guns on this, because it, it's not about losing our demographics as white people. It's as Americans. It's as Westerners, as Socratic thinkers as people who believe in the rule of law and capitalism and all these things. That's all it is. And, and race is a distraction used by the left that, that I, 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 unfortunately, I think certain people that, that um, could be really good thinkers are, are being uh, trapped in this racial, in this racial uh, mindset. And I am not trying to sound like a good person with this. Like, I'm not saying this because I want people to like look at me and go, oh, he's, he's one of the good ones. Not at all. If I felt like it wasn't this, I wouldn't say this. I would be real into racism if I thought that that was the right move. I'm, I swear on my life, I'm just trying to find the right path so that my kid has a good life. And my other son that isn't born yet has a good life and his kids have good lives. I am not in the bullshit business anymore. There was a time when I would rather appease someone or make them like me or say what I thought they wanted to hear because I didn't have any real thing to fight for yet. I mean, I did, I just didn't know it. I had no concept of the amount of responsibility and the amount of life and beauty that comes from being a father. And once you feel that, you're like, oh, this motherfuckers are not hurting my family. And that's when you get a lot more patriotic, you get more, um, you try to give back into the culture that allowed you to thrive. That's what I'm doing now. I, when I was 25, I never felt these things. I wasn't actively trying to put back into a culture because I, I don't, frankly, I didn't know what I deserved. I never really thought about myself that much when it came to like what 
like I never really thought about my future that much. I think I almost stumbled into a lot of things in my life. But when you have a kid, it's all you think about. Oh, and love what you're doing. Can I be Spark Chaser Bear? Because I'm an avionics technician and we're called Spark Chasers. Hell yeah. Chase those sparks, baby. Spark Chaser Bear. I'm not uh, I'm not even white nationalist, by the way. My awesome wife is Asian and a lot of my fr- yeah, but a lot of white nationalists all are cool with Asians because they're so smart and they don't and they assimilate. I don't consider white nationalists necessarily racist, by the way. I just think they're wrong. And I don't know how to convey that better. Because I'm not going from the angle of the leftist where it's like, how dare you? Our diversity is our strength. No, I'm just saying it isn't valid. It doesn't like work. All right, anyway, I'll finish your super chat. And a lot of my friends are non-white. It just makes sense. We deserve a place in the world too. Right, but isn't it more powerful to have a culture deserve a place in the world and not base it on race? Because if you base it on race, think about how many people are mixed. Myself included. I'm a quarter Jewish. My wife's half Mexican. Like, think about all the people in the world that, like, my son looks white, but he's in, what is that, an eighth, why am I, why am I retarded? An eighth Jewish and 25% Hispanic. Like, I don't know where that goes. Yeah, I am a white male. I'm white as fuck. I don't even know I was Jewish till I was like 20. I wasn't raised at all Jewish. But uh, I found out my grandmother converted and then to Catholicism for her husband and then, like, really spited him for it for a long time. They had a real fucking crazy marriage but uh oh i'll open some i'll open some packages i always forget about packages just email the picture all cap super chat just email the picture all cap super chat shaking my head what are you talking about email what picture jews get them here oh can you tell tweet anyone traveling to saranac to email me coddington bear of unbearables at gmail yes i'll copy that right now I trust Coddington Bear. I'm 16% Cherokee and 4% black. I won't make it in the ethno state. Hilarious. Well, that's the thing. I, I know the ethno state guys aren't even saying that they'd kick that out. All I'm saying is it doesn't make any sense. If you stratify, if you uh, divide your society based on anything except merit, you're always going to be at a disadvantage. Always. Rather, it's like socialists are mad at successful people. They're mad at rich people. You know? Or not necessarily mad, but they feel they're entitled to take from them. And then uh, people that want to form societies based on race are like, they, they feel that they're entitled to things over other races, even though they're not. It's what you, what have you earned? It's all about what you earn, you know? And I've also believe in community dynamics. I'm, I'm not just this like, I'm an individualist, obviously, but not, you need a community. But I just think a community is weak if it's if it's based on race. I'm sure, and don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong if your community is all white or all black or all whatever. If that if you're just in a Filipino community, because there's a good chance that there's going to be a lot of crossover with food and religion and dancing and and uh, geography and shit like that. But like if it's if you'd rather be friends with a white guy that you don't even like that much just because he's white. And there's a black guy. It's like you're fucking yourself. All right. All right. So, all right. So, Cyclone. I get what you're saying, though. There's a fear element. And you should be scared. When, when this guy said, uh, uh, where is it? I'm not a white national. Or someone was just talking about uh, we don't want to become a minority and have them treat us. Would they treat us with the same amount of 
um, respect that we treat minorities. And I, I don't think they would. I don't think that, that the fucking religion of peace would treat us very well. I think that white Christians and, and uh, Jews are some of the nicest people on the planet when it comes to like uh, turn the other cheek and all that shit. It's, uh, I mean, white Christians are the reasons, reason that slavery ended. And they're very uh, forgiving and very uh, magnanimous. But at the same time, you can't, I, I get the fear, but the fear isn't because of race. It's because of um, culture. And that's why I love Black Redneck White Liberal by Thomas Sowell. It breaks down the cultures of shit. And it's like, you can divide white cultures in America based on liberal or non-liberal. You know, it's like you like whether or not you're an honor culture, like a lot of Southern whites and myself included, I'm, I was raised in an honor culture. I have more in common with, with inner city black people than I do Sam Harris when it comes to how I see the world. Like if someone fucks with me, I feel a burning desire to fuck with them back. Want to know who else has that fucking culture? Arabs. It comes from uh, uh, sheep herding and shit. It comes from fucking Northern Euro uh, Europe. And, um, and then there's the liberal culture where you want big government to handle everything. And a lot of that comes from farming because farmers would have these big swaths of land and land disputes. They would have the government do it versus, uh, uh, what's it called? Shepherd cultures or, um, I don't know, whatever, or Viking cultures, shit like that. They didn't have defined land zones as much. They're almost more like American Indians. And so you had to be more of an individualist where if someone uh, stole your sheep, you fucking killed that person or else they would steal more sheep. And so that is more of the right wing mindset and left wing is more big government. Do not engage, have daddy government help because it's, it's literally the difference between farming and raising and being like a herder. And that's one reason why Arabs are so insane because now take the Scottish herder. Like, look at uh, Gavin McGinnis. He's got more in common with an inner city black guy than Sam Harris does. Because it's like, if someone fucks with you, you fuck with them back. That's Scottish people. That's why I love Scottish people. And, uh, and so th that's a cultural divide. It's not a racial divide. It's cultural. You go Scottish and English and you compare those two people. Physically, it's pretty tough to tell them apart. But culturally, you can't be different. You can't be more different than Scottish and English people. It's like the Scottish culture is based a lot more on honor where it's like, Oh, you killed my great granddaddy. So now I kill you. You know, the Koreans are a little like that too. The Koreans will hold a grudge for fucking generations. And I, I have honor culture. That's why I don't start shit on Twitter, but I, I can't back down. Cause I feel like in my culture, if someone says some shit to me, that isn't a troll. There's certain people that are just trolls and you can tell they just want me to engage. But if I see a blue check mark or if I see just someone that I know is, is real and they're actually saying this shit, I have to engage because if not in my culture, I'm dead. And, and I think that relates a lot more to Southern people and black people uh, in America. And then the Sam Harris culture is so different. They're just like, why would you just let them have it. I'm like, what? And, and I think that it's a testosterone issue as well. Oh shit, I'm on Alex Jones today. I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. Sam Harris says no foreskin. <laughs> Jews are seriously the best. I love Jews. 
I mean, I don't love all Jews. I know some Jews that are horrific human beings, but that's every group. I just think the Jewish culture is great. I like ancient knowledge. It's kind of like I like Protestants. It's like I like people that, that have a fucking code because they, they typically just are, are way better to hang out with. Uh, someone just said Jews are the worst. That's hilarious. <laughs> How are they the worst? <laughs> I understand if you think some of them sound annoying. Like some are like, eh, it, it's just, it, but that's a, that's a verb. That's a way of, uh, it's a barter language. Like a lot of times it's called upspeak can be annoying where someone's like, they, they sound like everything's a question. It's, it's, that's actually a, a way of bartering. It's barter cultures can have upspeak where it's like, well, I have a, a salmon and then you want some gold and then I can't explain it, but it's not, um, it's not Jewish. It's barter. It's interesting. Dude, I study the shit out of communication patterns and it's so interesting how few things are one culture. It's like what it's, it's the motivations within the culture that, that makes things have crossover. It's fascinating. Like the upspeak, that like ending everything with a question mark. That's, that's, uh, it's, it's an, it's, a it's a way to, it actually is self-emasculating. It's, it's how women talk a lot of times because it's, uh, it's non-threatening. Like a statement is more threatening. This is what I think versus this is what I think. When you end something with a question or an uptick, it, um, it, it's more appeasing to the group where male is typically more bah, bah, bah. And, and barter cultures have upspeak because it will, um, it disarms the other person for back and forth. Because if you say this is $8, you go, this is $8? It's interesting. Interesting shit. All right, anyway. <clears throat> the Asian tattoo thing is true for Japanese. You aren't allowed to go to some beaches or baths if you have one. Back tattoos equals Yakuza. Yeah, there was a Yakuza, a big Yakuza guy uh, that just got caught like years after he got out of Japan because of his back tattoo. Redicus, you can laugh or cry, but we'll all be here all night. Billy Gardell talking about busting the balls of his whole family. Yeah, dude, I love Billy. Billy's a great guy. Woo Production Design Team, best Owen Benjamin original ever. Oh, thanks, Omega Tau. Where's, where's Shutdown Time? I'll play Shutdown Time at the end. I played it in the beginning, but I'll, I'll do it again for you. I did PR for the Lord of the Rings website. Sweet. Did you see North Koreans marching to staying alive? No, that's hysterical. Kenny, thanks, buddy. Matthew, your hair looked like Jim Carrey obsessing over 23. I don't know what that means, but th thank you. Elon Musk just committed the first perfect murder and no one is talking about it. Jason, what, what the hell are you talking about? He committed the first perfect murder. Jason, what the hell? Scary thing people don't realize is that culture, native-born Americans are literally dying out. Birth rate is too low. Not me. That's what I'm talking about. Fuck. Don't be a panda bear. I got another on the way and Amy's committed to four. She's, she's verbal, verbally committed to four and I would adopt. If so, I'd adopt. I'd absolutely, I want to make as many of my own as I can, but I would absolutely adopt. I want culture. Uh, the theory is his ex-wife was in the trunk of that Tesla. Oh, Jesus. You guys are crazy. All right, what do we got here? I got to stay focused because I, I got to call it 11. I want to play the sketch and I hate missing super chats. Michael, scary thing people don't, all right, got that one? I don't like Mexico because it's a failed European experiment. America succeeded. Look at Mexico's leaders. It's a white cabinet 
wider cabinet than America has. Yeah, Mexico sucks. Read the book, Why Nations Fail. It's very fascinating about why uh, America did so much better than a lot of the southern countries. It's, it's really, really interesting. It isn't cut and dry. Tell us a joke about Finland. Uh, why? What would happen? <laughs> what would happen if Finland lets in any more Muslims? They'd be finished. I just made that up. Can I send you a drawing of Trudeau to you? Absolutely. I would love it. John, thank you. My kids are mixed too, bro. Three of them. Just been struggling because of major racism coming at whites these days. I agree. It's the, uh, the idea is much love. Huge fan. Yeah. There's more racism against whites than there is Mexicans, obviously, at this point. That's why I get so pissed at these people talking shit about white, white people because my son's white. So fuck them. Free market friendship. Love it. Looking forward to your InfoWars appearance today. I don't know if it's Alex I'm talking to you. I, I, it's, uh, it might be the war room. I don't know what it is. You and Alex are kindred spirits. I promise. Just make sure you watch the show leading up to your interview because he will want to stay on those topics. It's called the war room. I don't know what that is. Oh, I'll make Deleva moderator. I totally will. All right, here we go. Hold on one second. Deleva is, of course, a moderator. How do I do this? There you go, bud. Tulev is now a moderator. All right. Have you read Richard Spencer's Charlottesville statement that he wrote before Charlottesville? Terrifying. I'll tweet it to you. I haven't. Uh, I don't like that guy. Phil. Hey, Papa Bear. Love what you do and looking forward to grabbing a bear stein when you get more. Claiming man bun bear. Come to do a show in Austin. I will. Welcome, man bun bear. Mike. Oh, and can I be dingle bear E? Yes. Uh, Liza Jean Williams. Humorless Harris equals Trey Boring. You're the opposite. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and he always says he's joking when he's not joking. He, he says, get it, like, getting laughs doesn't mean you're joking. A lot of times people laugh out of uncomfort. Like, there's so many types of jokes and so many types of speech things. Like, if you say what's true and the crowd laughs out of uncomfort because you just contradicted yourself, that isn't a joke. Kenny, thanks, buddy. I'm the last one, the Bear Jew. Make Dolev a moderator. Dolev is officially a moderator. Feel the Bears. I have no idea what's going on, but I do know that socialism always ends in starvation and genocide. Thank you, Field of Bears. Okay, I'm going to rape you. Just kidding. Want to grab a drink it's from Isa Bear? Yes. I, and I'm grabbing the dog when I come back from uh, Florida. That's cool, Isa Bear. Owen's ha 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 is my favorite. Ha ha ha. Richard Spencer's a socialist. I agree. I absolutely agree. He's an absolute socialist. Kumail is the worst on Twitter. Ah, oh, he's the worst. Uh, all right. Let's watch the, uh, the bears all wrote this song. Now that we have 900 bears, now that we have 900 bears in the room, let's watch. This was on Crowder last night, but I have, I'm not going to upload it, it for a couple days. Cause I let Crowder have the, have it marinate on his channel for a bit. But, um, uh, I gave you $2 and you ignoring me. What would you say, Arnie? Arnie, I just answered. I'm pretty sure everyone, if you write it right now, I will right now. By the way, I, I, I gave Dave Rubin 50 and he didn't fucking read mine. Do I have delete this message? Why? What's happening on there? I love Owen. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. Saranac Lake. Oh, and one other thing I want to do. So New York, Cleveland. New York, Cleveland, Chicago, Buffalo, Minnesota right now on the books, right? I want comedians to open for me in each of those cities. I want to meet new comedians that aren't part of this leftist bullshit. And so email unbearablecomedy at gmail.com. I want, I want to help other comedians. I want to make a channel that isn't Hollywood 
and it's way funnier and we will win. So just hit me up if you're in any of those cities and you're a comedian or you know a comedian. I would love for you to open for me and to start a relationship where we can really do something beautiful. Oh, and please don't forget to tweet my email. I got you. All right, we've lost the, two more quick ones. Turkey Bear. We've lost the ability to self-regulate behavior in our culture. It used to be if someone got out of line, rape, child abuse, etc., they always had to worry about a community response before the state. Exactly. That's why... All right, that's a whole other conversation. Fuck. We've lost the ability to self-regulate. Yeah. It's... uh, you Like, libertarianism depends on, like, a pretty universal agreement on morality. That's why I'm... Also, I'm kind of conservative, not just, I'm libertarian in certain things, but like you can't, you can't have like libertarianism unless we all agree that certain things are bad. You know, that's why we're seeing this like third trimester abortions, ladies and gentlemen, that is, that is real now. That is a real thing. And I, I never want to give the government the power to legislate that because I don't trust the government at all. But like we as a culture have to fucking realize that that abortion is really fucked up. And I just don't want to give the government the ability of monitoring that. But like that requires a community that we all kind of agree when things are wrong. (laughs) All right. So here's the song that I wrote with the unbearables yesterday. Most of the biggest lines I didn't even write. I just uh, synthesized it. I'm an I'm an orchestra I'm an orchestral, I'm a conductor. All right, this is uh, was on Crowder last night, and so much love for everyone that helped me with this. This was a blast to write. Here we go. Shut down time with no federal government. Who will tap our phones? Shut down time. One last call to build the wall and send all the illegals home. With no federal government, who tears down the monuments? Will TSA still fondle my balls? No more fake entitlements. Feel free to keep your armaments. They can't hurt us anymore. kids hormones and launch some drones shut down time who will sell uranium to putin and some more to iran shut down time feds don't care about opioids that suicides unless they are trans shut down time buffalo and yellowstone are going unprotected tonight shut down time more soy for all the boys so they have low tea and they cannot fight fight I know who wants to raid my home. I know who has closets full of bones. 
Don't threaten us with a good time, federal government. See you later. And don't you come back. Sweet. That was good. Congrats to all you guys. I, uh, Jimmy, Slippin' Jimmy is such a good troll. So funny. He just wrote fail. <laughs> Epic. Yeah, I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not very intimidated by the threats of government shutdowns. So get the hell out of here. Yeah, and that was all written together with the unbearables. And uh, I think uh, Kyle was timed out by Jason for three hours. That's a minute. That's amazing. I, w I was reading you guys as I was watching that. How funny would it be if I give Dolev, I just gave Dolev a uh, moderator power and it just goes right to her head and she just starts fucking crushing everybody. Like the, the concept of like uh, moderators becoming real like dictatorial power freaks is so funny to me. And she just, be, if she just starts being like, yeah, say one more thing and I'll just put you in the timeout with, with Kyle. Cause Kyle just got put in a timeout and he's like, like one of the original bears. Great guy. I like, I've, I wa I promoted his YouTube channel. Admitted Owen, I'm the best mod. Slippin' Jimmy, you're never allowed to be a mod. Because you would like, you would just start putting everyone in the timeout to get a laugh. All right, base tax and Slippin' Jimmy was referring to the fact he just shit on himself. Fail to make it to the toilet. Oh, that's hilarious. Kyle's a great guy. Kyle's awesome. Yeah, Jason just put Kyle in the timeout. Mod equals the ring from Lord of the Rings. That's hilarious, Guyton Bear. Yeah, it's like when you're given moderator power, it's it's not meant for one man. Delev is a a grill a girl. Yeah, Delev is a is a is a woman. She's a great woman. Some people are good mods, some aren't. I trust my mods. I uh, you can say whatever you want. I just think it's uh. There's like real trolls and then there's just people talking. Like there's funny trolls. If you're not funny, you're not allowed to hang out. Because it's like, that isn't a free speech issue. It's like, this is almost like a party we're having. And uh, some people aren't allowed in the party. You know, that isn't a free speech issue. It's just like some people just come places just to talk shit. Jason, in an attempt to manipulate, nah, instead of manipulate, this super chat, have you listened to the genius of Steve Hughes? He might fit said comedic criteria. No, I'll check them out though. If you, if you can please email uh, unbearablecomedy at gmail.com. And yeah, I got tons of responses this time for the new It's Time video about instead of man, make everything person, I have a really funny idea with it. So thank you for everyone who sent those to me. And then of course, uh, tickets on sale for my hour special. I'm not selling any more Bear Steins online because, uh, you know, there's, there's been a couple breaks. I have to resend a couple. Even with all the, the rap we did. I'll figure it out, though. I'll figure that shit out. But uh, I'm going to put all these up, though. The hoodies and the tees. The tees are kick-ass. Oh, and can you play your most technical song? Well, there's a bunch. I mean, this is... Uh... Oh, thanks. What else do you want to hear? I have two minutes. I have a call with a, 
I'm, I'm performing at a corporate in Florida this next week. And I like to make original songs, kind of like what I did for that uh, for the art director awards. I like to write songs for the companies that hire me. So uh, I'm gonna chat with them. I mean, it's real special to be able to get your own song. Yeah, I've, I've ludicrous speed. Thanks. Yeah, I've, uh, I've fast uh, fast fingies. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm doing the war room for InfoWars today. I believe it's at 3.30. I don't know what time it is, though. Owen, someone once super chatted you about Death on Two Legs by Queen. Piano intro when you were at hotel. I strongly suggest it. I'll write that down. I only have two minutes right now. What about... Uh... Shut, shut down time. Time for you to go home. Because you can't stay. It's like, shut down time. The federal government thinks that we are scared of that threat. Uh, shut down time. Uh, I don't know. One, one last call for income tax. Because they haven't charged me yet. So... So, who will take down our monuments and, and make us give up our armaments if there is no federal gov? Shut down time. Looks like people now will have to worship God above instead of Bernie. I know who to raid my home I know who has closets full of bones I know who wants to block my kids hormones alright I gotta go so uh, make sure you hit the like button on this baby let's spread this let's spread this shit and if you want to just hear the audio uh, Bayonet Bob hooks up the audio for me so I can put it on iTunes it's under why didn't they laugh and uh what else do I got to tell you guys? Patreon.com slash WDTL if you want to support our future endeavors. Peace out, nigga. All right, Fielder Bears, I do hereby endorse of my own volition and under no duress or bribery at Fielder Bears. <laughs> like and share, like and share. And if you see any of my clips, stand-up clips online, share that shit. We're in the culture war, ladies and gentlemen. And the other side are a bunch of fucking assholes. All right, have a great day.